Welcome to The Gateway, your compass through the uncharted waters of the mystical and spiritual communication, broadcast live from United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. I'm your host, C.L. Thomas. The next hour, we'll traverse the realms of the paranormal and explore the ignatic world of spirit communication through electronic voice phenomena. Yes, my favorite thing about the paranormal is EVPs. Joining me on this episode is lead paranormal investigator from the New England area, Joe Renone. I'll have him on in just a minute. Before I bring him on, I have a special author I'd like to introduce to you. Her name is Nicole Gaspert, author of Beyond the Stars, True UFO Encounters, and she's also a radio host for Supernatural Whispers podcast. Nicole, what exactly is this book about? Hi, hi thanks for having me here. Sorry, I don't know But um, yeah, this book is basically about my two encounters with the UFO crafts that I've had since I was younger. And so I just like recollect and collection of my encounters. So what are some of these encounters that you've had? Um, I've had quite a few, and that's why I thought I'd start writing them down in my journal, and I thought I'd do a book. <laughs> Can you give us an example of, of something that sure. happened? And I how do you know like, these are UFOs? Oh, you know. Because <laughs> I know a lot today it should be like a drone, right, or a satellite, or planet but um you'll know and you'll see what <laughs> it's um like for example one of my most profound sighting UFO was um when I was younger like a few years not too much younger but I was like in my 20s <laughs> and we used to live in Chemecula, California not too far from here from him and I see him out here too from time to time but uh, that particular one um, something told me to look outside the window, and so I went out and looked, and I saw a huge spacecraft. I mean, it's bigger than I ever seen a craft. <laughs> and then I confided in a friend of mine. He's also used to look him up. I very little did. He's a UFO experience or ET, and uh, he said it to me in a mothership that I've seen. Do you have? Do you have like a relationship you think with with the UFO and aliens? Um, it could be possible since I see them from time to time. I think what I what I mentioned in my book is that I think since we have abilities, that um, they might come and visit us from time to time, check up on us, and or see? it could be that I'm, I'm sorry, it could be that um I'm more open, and the more open you are, you'll see more. Um, so whatever you have a lot of books out right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where can I people I find write your one or two? <laughs> Where can people find okay. your books? Uh, they're mostly on Amazon and Barnes and Noble for now. Got My it. latest one is on Amazon. Got I it. Hope they buy new back on on Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for sharing the book, Beyond the Stars, True UFO Encounters. And I'm going to bring my guest, Joe Renone, lead investigator for New England Paranormal, to talk about electronic, electronic voice phenomena. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Nicole. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sal. How are you? I'm good. 
Joe, to get this started, um, I know we have a long talk about electronic voice phenomena. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about the paranormal. But what got you into the, this path of paranormal investigating, and how long have you been investigating the paranormal? So this is my 13th year. Um, I started back in 2010. Unlike most paranormal investigators, they were usually um, spawned to do it because of a paranormal encounter. For me, it was kind of the opposite. I just got uh, wrapped up in the television shows when the crest of the shows broke in the early to mid 2000s. And I just wanted to know whether what was going on was real or fake. Got it. Let's see here. Um, what exactly is an EVP and how are they actually recorded onto a recorder? So the, the term stands for electronic voice phenomenon, and it's unclear exactly how the energy imprints itself, but it's, it's exactly that. It's an imprint. It's, it's not a voice. It's, it's an energy imprint that somehow the electronic devices can capture it and they can be taken with cell phones they don't have to be voice recorders um you know way back in the day when it was analog um they would do it with analog tape um so it's just one of those things where um you know conventional science isn't they haven't even really got on board yet to, to figure out what's going on with it i know like back in the 70s on and even earlier than that i think um the whole idea of electronic phenomena came from um, possibly the spiritualist movement of the turn of the century. Is that right? Do you know anything about that? So, I mean, the spiritualists, they would use um, like horns and things like that. Um, it wasn't actually, I mean, I don't even like electricity wasn't really around back then. Um, so it's tough to pin it back as early as that. Um, the original origin of EVPs probably goes back to like the 1940s, the 1950s with Constantine Radove, who was doing experimentations with, with radios in, in actual tape recorders, which is kind of the conventional method of, of capturing electronic voice phenomenon. So what does, does it matter what type of device you use today? To capture these? No, it doesn't. Um, I've I've heard really good EVPs with people's cell phones, their smartphones. I will say this: uh, certain models do work better than others. There are, I mean, I I collect recorders at this point in time. I've I have so I've lost count how many recorders I have. Um, you you just don't know what recorder is going to work better at capturing an EVP. Um, there are some recorders I've used. I've haven't captured a single EVP with, and then there's some that like my old faithfuls and I, I get them all the time. Just was one of those trial and error things. What I have noticed is um, some of the more newer, fancier recorders that have like studio grade recorders. I think they're um, so complex in electronics that um, the EVP gets filtered out for, for lack of a better term. I think you're absolutely right. I and also, I think some recorders don't pick up um, the, the frequencies needed for True. True. And, and nobody really, like, you know, scientists haven't really got on board yet to try and figure out that particular range of, of where they might be located in. 
Um, but you're right. Certain recorders are built and they're just built to pick up different frequencies. And um, if we could figure that out, we would, you know, I think we'd be able to get some like really good answers. Right. You've been at this for a very long time. What, in your opinion, is spirit communication? Do you think that they're actually spirits trying to communicate with us or are they tape? Is it the tape record effect where it's just a recording in say stone or water or, or I forget the terminology for that. And what makes a difference? I, so I, I think you're thinking of the, the magnetic tape there, yes. the, ma the, the stone theory that, that yes. energy can be right. <laughs> and there's certain like stones, like quartz and stuff that can hold energy. And then it's certain point in time, if the conditions are right, it'll release it into the atmosphere. Um, you know, you know, that's, that's possible. I don't see why that wouldn't work. I mean, what's, what's a battery after all, you know, same same thing um but i personally think they are the voices that i'm getting on my recorders i feel as though they are spirits um and i'm saying that because i've gotten direct answers to questions that i've asked i've gotten direct names uh those names were able to be tied back to the location in one form of another so i definitely feel as though those voices are spirits of the dead and not so much um you know, other, this theories of, oh, you're just reaching another dimension that can hear you, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the case. And with these EVPs, I have another question too. It seems like some people tend to pick up a lot of EVPs, no matter where they go, they pick them up. And then others don't get anything. Do you think it depends on the person in a way as well? I do. Uh, I, I think that, the device you use is is big, um, but I also think your intent is big too. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. I went easily the first six months of this hobby. I didn't get a single EVP, not not one, and it wasn't for lack of trying. Um, it it I probably got my first EVP a good six months into it. I, I was at the point where I was almost giving up. I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to get anything. Um, the first EVP I actually caught was actually on a brand new Sony night vision camera that I had purchased. And I was kind of waiting to use it. I was waiting for a uh, case to come in. I didn't have to wait long. Uh, I got a case like literally the, the following weekend. And I was using my brand new Sony recorder. We were a, uh, in a home investigation in Weymouth, Mass, and the which is located in the Bridgewater Triangle. That's a, another topic. But um, that's a hotbed of paranormal activity here in New England, the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, I had a feeling I was going to get something just because we were simply in that area. Uh, I, I didn't realize it was going to come on the microphone of my Handycam. But it did. Uh, we were in the woods. It was probably about one in the morning. Uh, the homeowner was taking us uh, on a walk through her property. Her, Some of her claims were that she hears children at night. Uh, she hears and sees um, ch children in the woods and there shouldn't be children out there. It's late. I was just documenting. I had my record. I had the handy cam going and I didn't listen to anything till the next morning. But from the first 30 seconds of me starting the video, I picked up child's voice basically calling my name. Really not knocked me off my chair. It, it knocked me off my chair. It was it was it was that clear and that pronounced. And 
I went to play it for my family and they were like, oh, well, there was a little kid there with you. I was like, no, no, no. I go, there was not a little <laughs> kid. With, I, it was one in the morning in the deep in the you know woods in Weymouth. There was not a child there. It was it was crazy. And what what even made it even crazier was on the bridge of my camera is uh, two microphones. There's a left mic and a right mic. And when you analyze that recorder, the child's voice, I was recording in stereo. The child's voice is only on the left hand channel of the handicam. So how do you mm -hmm. how do you how do you explain that? So what was your general reaction to this first EVP? Did you have like a sense of, and I have to tell you a quick story. The first time I've ever caught an EVP, um, it was with my roommate. We went out to the Franklin Cemetery in, in uh, it was Franklin, Tennessee. It's an old Civil War and Revolutionary War cemetery. And we're out there until about two in the morning and we didn't hear anything. You know, we're just out there messing around. We ate sandwiches and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> So on the way home, she plugs in the little recorder that we had and lo and behold, we caught voices on this thing. We, we caught a little girl saying, mama, mama. And then there's an answer to her, like across the cemetery, it sounds like of a woman saying over here or something like that. Oh, and then you hear like a civil war, like a musket going off, you know, that's we even had taken it to a reenactment guy to um, determine if this really was a Civil War gun, and it was. And he even demonstrated one for us. It had to recoil and everything. But the first time, I got to tell you, I had to pull over. We're on Interstate 65 driving back to Nashville. I had to pull over. I was weeping in the car because there was voices on this cassette player. I don't, I don't know if that was the same response that you had, or were you surprised at all that this actually works? Yeah, I was blown away. No, no question about it. I was blown away. And and um, I just kept saying, like, it's about time. It's about time. It's about time. I've been doing this for so long. It's about time. So you have a bunch of EVPs that you sent over to me that I want to play. And I'm going to play some of those for the audience. Um, what are some of the ones that you want to play and talk about? Um, honestly, I... I the ones I sent you are probably would be considered class A EVPs. So those are really, really clear EVPs. See, so yeah, I'll leave it up to you. It's up to you. We could, we could do the, the first couple in the list. Um, those are really good ones. And then you can play them. We can talk about them. Okay. Let's see here. All right. Can you guys see this or no? See. Yes. All right. So some of these we're not we can't play on air, obviously, because of the the swearing. Um, a lot of swearing. But yep. Before we get into these, though, what classifies a an EVP as Class A, Class B? I, I I heard these terms thrown on around a lot by investigators. What does these What does it mean? And who? How do you classify them? So I'm not sure who came up with the actual we need to class the EVPs, but whoever did, it's, it, it's, a, it's a great idea, um, only because you can kind of talk the lingo when you're dealing with other investigators, you know, like, oh, did you get an EVP? You were out last night, did you get any EVPs? 
yeah, I got a couple of class A's or I got a couple of class B's. I got a couple of class C's. Like people know what you mean. So it's just the clarity. So a class A would be very clear. There's no mistaking what was said. There's no debate of, oh, I think it, you know, I think it said boat. I think it said float. I think it said moat. Like, you know, everybody heard it for what it is, you know. So that's a class A. They're, they're definitely hard to come by. Um, so the next one down would be class class B. And those are exactly what I was talking about, where there's, there's something being said and your take on it could be completely different than mine. You know, I'm hearing goat. Well, no, I'm hearing boat, and you know, it's it's just one of those things. Everybody's ear hears a little, little, little something different. Um, you know, it's can, that's actually a really fun game to play. Like I've posted those before in social media, and you will come up with like it's like the telephone game that you play as a kid, right? You know, it's almost the same thing. You post an EVP, you just leave it up there and see, and ha- tell people to write what they hear in the comments and. Man, you get some really whacked out stuff that people hear. Oh, no doubt. Um, <laughs> what we did years ago was we posted, they, and we let everybody know, like, these are not EVPs, but can you determine, but can you de- determine what's being said? So somebody would s- say a canned phrase that we had written down, and all of a sudden you'd hear, like, um, a grandfather clock in the background going off to just distort it a little bit, or you would hear water running, or you would hear leaves Mm -hmm. rustling. And we know exactly what was said because it was predetermined, like this is what's gonna be read. And you're reading it and then you hear this grandfather clock in the background, it it, it throws you off. And it was just a simple like, hey, tell us what you hear. And some people, even though we made the disclaimer, like these are not EVPs, like the, the bickering that went on was crazy. And then we're telling people, well, this was actually what was said. No, 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 you're wrong. It said Zach Baggins die. It was, it was crazy. People were nuts. People were nuts. It was fun. It was fun. We, I wish you'd do it again. It was really fun. Yeah. I might, I might start playing that game again too. I have some new EVPs I picked up from the Joshua tree that are. I, you shared them with me. You got some yes. good stuff. Yeah. But won't go into those. Um, your EVP. So the class C, I'm guessing, is going to be like your really low class whispering. Really, really low class uh, whispering. Um, can't make out what's being said, if, if even anything's being said. Um, but you know, a noise was made. So that's your class C. Real, real low. And in in B's. Sometimes with class B's, you can use some software to tweak them a little bit, pull them out, make them a little bit clearer. A class C, usually there's no hope for. You just know there's something there and you just say, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten quite a few of those kind of EVPs. There's another question I need to ask you, too. It seems like, at least for me, um, one of the things I tend to get before an EVP is like this little, almost like a clicking or or something that happens. Yeah. And then the 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 EVP happens. Do you think that's like two worlds colliding or something? Like what's going on with that? You think? I I think, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, absolutely. I hear it as well. Not on every single EVP, but, but some of them that you hear that crackle or that pop. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think they're breaking into the realm, you know, they're breaking into the atmosphere here. That that's what I think that is from. 
And then another thing too is, is a lot of them seem to sound like echoey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so some some of the ones I'm going to play for you, uh, or that you're going to play, like there's an echo to them. It almost sounds like they're in a in a in a cave. I'm not sure why that is, uh, but but definitely you can hear like an echo to it for sure. Do Do you know any of these right off that has that echo effect? Uh, probably, um, I think help the one help that came from trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. Okay. Let me see if I can find that. Oh, there it is. Do you want to talk about what's going on here before I play it? Uh, sure. We did an investigation at the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. We were actually in the lobotomy recovery area of the asylum and we were just doing a standard birth session. Um, had two recorders going because that's how we typically do our bar sessions. We run two recorders. Uh, I'll say this, the mark of a true EVP is the fact that the imprint, even though the two recorders are left side by side running, the imprint only happens on one of the recorders. It won't happen on the other one. So that's the mark. You can tell you got yourself a true EVP. It's only going to be left on one. Um, so just a birth session in the lobotomy recovery area. And we got a uh, poor soul just looking for help. Before I play this, I have one comment to make. I did, uh, I was at Virginia City, I think we discussed this, where I couldn't figure out why the little Sony picked up. I had a, um, a Sony camera in my hands in my room because I had just physically heard audibly a, a female voice telling me to get out. And I'm the only one in, I was at the Silverton and was it Silver Queen? I'm sorry. The Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia City. And I, I audibly heard this voice tell me, get out. I'm the only one on the floor. So I pick up the camera to set it down. I was getting ready to go out um, to dinner and meet somebody else. And I, was, I wanted that camera running. As I was picking it up, it caught an EVP um, of the same voice saying, get out. But I had a recorder also on the other side of the room, and it did not pick it up. So I couldn't figure out, well, why is one picking one up and one the other one does not? They, It's as simple as they choose where they want to leave the message. That's so strange. It's, it's really it? as simple as that. They'll they'll just pick which one. You, you can have 10 recorders laid out in a row. And if there's a spirit there that wants to elicit communication, they're going to pick the one they want to use. And they're going to imprint it on there. I, I have another example of it in the folder, um, the Rolling Hills Scream EVP. We can get to that one, too. Okay. So anyway, here's the help one. I'm going to play it. Oh, wow. You can really hear that. I'm going to play that one more time. So, Joe, I do hear that echo that you're it's talking about. It's a strong about. echo. Yeah, it's a strong um, echo. Did you that hear one. that when you were Real in time? that room? And I heard you. I heard you say that you were playing that as a burst, right? So we were doing a burst session. We were only doing two minute session of of asking questions, and then we stop. And then you play it back. We play it back. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. So that so, no, the help the help was not heard to the naked ear, if that's the question. No, the question is so you play back the recorder and you hear that the male voice saying help. What happened then? Did you guys stop the investigation? Did you try to recommunicate with that spirit? I tried to recommunicate. We try to recommunicate. Yeah, totally. Um, that particular audio clip. So there's two. There's two parts to it. So in the folder, there's another clip that says a patient. Hold on, I lost my uh, folder here. Oh, yep. here it is. It's not letting me see it. Hmm. See here. Sorry, Joe. I'm trying to get back no, to it. Okay. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Do you see? So, the, what's the other one? Do you see one that says it should it should just say a patient? Yes, the first okay. one. Right. So, so it it's actually part of the same clip. So, right after we heard the male voice say "help," I ask a question. Were you a uh, were you staff or were you a patient? And we get a female response saying a patient. So that all that's right. all the same clip. That was all in that same bar session. I'm gonna play that one more time. I'm sorry, I played it too early. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So we got a male and a female back to back in that one session, which was pretty cool. Her voice doesn't echo as much as the male for whatever reason. Yeah, I noticed that. And I was just going to ask about that because technically they should be from the same era, right? You know how sometimes you go on an investigation and you have layers and layers and layers of different time periods and things like that. So I always thought, well, maybe some of the EVPs will pop and sound echoey or something because they're coming from a different time period or from a different time zone or something like a time lapse. I don't know. I don't, what's your theory on this? Like, is I, it, I just think do, I, do I, they all recognize each other? In the I just think it's the it's the the power of the spirit, you know, like what their energy level is personally. Um, that sounded like a pretty strong male and he was able to leave a, a pretty good imprint. And th the woman seemed like she was a little bit of a weaker spirit for whatever reason. And hers was much softer. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things. And, and, I, and I think that I'm sure like in life practice makes perfect, you know, so maybe that, particular spirit had a lot of um practice and leaving evps for people and he knew how to do it properly on the mm -hmm. recorder and and maybe the other spirit just was new to it or just didn't really know how to fully make use of what was in front of her you get that a lot with newer places that aren't as often hunted where you have to teach the spirit how to use the equipment or you know kind of i don't know almost like 
training them or something to use different voice recorders and things. Right. I think, I think locations that see a lot of paranormal investigators, uh, it gives the spirits like we were talking about practice for a lack of a better term on, on, on how to get their message across or their voice heard. They just, you know, they, they know that they're able to do it and they know there's going to be groups coming through doing it, trying to elicit communication. And, um, you know, some places, uh, it just takes a little bit of time. And then when they notice like, oh, we know if we want to be heard, we can go to this particular place on a Friday night because there's going to be people there with these devices and we're going to try and talk with them. So, Joe, you have this these people, we have these voices recorded that's lived life and now they've passed on to some other the next life, I guess. But we can still communicate and hear their voices. I just think that's so strange. I don't know. Yeah. So to add to the strangeness, some <laughs> of the questions I, some of the questions I have is, well, I, I need this device to hear them. How are they hearing me ask the question? Are they on the other side with some type of a device and that's how they're hearing me ask it? So that's popped in my mind every single time. How are they hearing us? Do they need anything special to hear us? Or can yeah, they just that's, hear us? That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, a mind-blowing. Huh. So if, so if you want... if EVP. Yeah. So, do, so which one were you thinking of playing? Well, let's see here. I don't know. Um... Give me a good story here. There's a screaming lady. There's yeah, a get, play that. You one. always get, get out. Play the, the screaming, screaming lady. lady. Yeah. I gotta ask though. Um, why do we always get get out? No matter where we go, and we always get help too. <laughs> but we always get that get out. It never fails. You're right. Get out never fails. So take it for what it's worth. They want you out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. We're bothering. Then, we're bothering them, so they want you out. All right, the screaming lady. Do you want to talk about the background to this one? Yeah, first? I would. I would love to talk about the background on this one. So this was taken at the Rolling Hills Asylum in East Bethany, New York, and I've investigated that marvelous location many, many, many times. Uh, one of the stories there, uh, or one of the claims by the owner is uh oh if you're down in the morgue area there's a good chance you will get an evp of the quote unquote screaming lady so my goal every time i've ventured to rolling hills is oh you know is tonight gonna be the night i'm gonna get the screaming lady hopefully catch a screaming lady and i'd be down in that particular area i'd spend time in that down she's actually was down near the down near the uh, morgue and um cafeteria area and i would spend a good amount of time strictly just doing evp sessions i never was able to get her and then the last time i was at the asylum i was actually working for a ghost hunting company i had about 10 guests with me uh i was stationed in the infirmary which is the complete opposite side of the asylum and I was just explaining to the guests how EVP sessions work, 
how to do a proper EVP session. So let's, you know, let's do an EVP session. And that <laughs> night I had four of my own recorders running along with the guests in the audience. I believe there was about another six to seven recorders going. And uh, we did a two minute bar session. We went through every recorder. We went through everybody in the um, crowd's recorder, whether it was a recorder or a cell phone. We didn't get anything. Then we started going through mine. And just oddly enough, at the, <clears throat> my very last recorder that I played, we just heard this lady scream. And she screamed so loud and so forcefully that you can hear her voice go hoarse, which wow. it says to me, why would there be a vocal cord going hoarse if they're a spirit? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Do you think that this one might be um, like a residual EVP? It's it's possible. It's totally possible. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, it, it wasn't... Um, it, 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 you know, it, it, it wasn't answering a question. We were just asking questions. So it wasn't an, it wasn't intelligent. So yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. It could have been residual for sure, but it's, it's a good one. Let me ask you this before I play this. Um, when you get something this like this, that kind of speaks about maybe a possible cruelty or maybe a crime or something that's happened in a location that's still owned by like a facility or something, you know, they don't want that to get out that such a thing happened. Does that become like, what happens with that? Does that become almost like a crime scene or is it, you know what I mean? Like, how is that taken by the owners of the facility who may have run the institution or, or anything well, like that? Have you ever come across anything like that? Well, I, I know that, um, that, that, particular lady screaming lady she's like i can't say folklore because she's she's real there you know so it's it's definitely something as a paranormal investigator you want to get the best evidence you can possibly get so to capture something like that and for, for it to happen time and time again there um it just speaks to the to the low to the activity of the location and that's what's going to make um people want to go there. So my take is it's, it's a boon for the business, you know, cause you, mm -hmm. you, you want a place that is, is gonna yield evidence for people. Cause that's why they're going there. I mean, right. in, 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 um, it just so happened the owner was in the room with me that night when it happened and she was like, Oh my God. She's like, you, you got the best EVP of her ever. We like, she was so clear. So she was psyched to get it completely all right without further ado i'm going to play this It should be at the end. Yep, I heard it. Did you hear the scream? That was the long one, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Gosh, yep. it almost makes you feel sad for that particular spirit. You know, what has happened to why, you know, to where she's screaming like that? Yeah, clearly she's in distress or had some type of trauma. Um, it's it's sad. And, and to go back to something that you had said earlier, um, children, EVPs of children. I mean, I have two, mm -hmm. two kids. It's heartbreaking when you hear a child's voice, yeah. you know, completely heartbreaking. Um, there's a there's a EVP that I think it was Shane Pittman was talking about it where he, you know, they go into these investigations and they're so worried about the equipment and, and everything else. And they just don't really take the time to sit and listen and take a place in. And they caught that EVP, but they didn't hear it until um, long after they were there. And the EVP was of a little girl that was asking, does no one hear me? Like clear as day, you can hear. Does no one hear me? And now he talks about how, you know, he's it. It taught him to kind of slow down and review the evidence and not miss that kind of stuff anymore. But you're right. The children, when you hear them come across um, your recorders and stuff, I caught quite a bit of kids. It's it's really sad to hear. It is. It is. It's it's very disheartening. Um, to 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 further what you were stating with um so we we typically used to just record all night we would just run the recorders all night and we wouldn't take the time to review while we were in the location and then we realized that they were trying to communicate with us and if we had just taken the time to review the recording we would have gotten names that we could have potentially further got more information from. So that's why now it's, we just do strictly birth sessions. We'll do, you know, four or five, two minute sessions. And then if, if we don't receive anything in that particular area of the location, we'll move to the next area and we'll do the same thing. We'll just do, you know, a handful of birth sessions. And then that way, you know, if we did get a response and we got it, you know, I always ask, you know, can you, can you tell us your name? And then if we do get a name, we can at least address them by their name and say, you know, can we help you with something? Do you need anything, you know, and just further, further the communication that way. So, yeah, that's all trial and error. You know, when you first start out, you mm -hmm. think you, you think you're doing the right thing by just running the recorder the whole time. But right. then, you then you realize you, you, you're missing things. So I know this might be, this might sound a little bit like repeating over and over, but some listeners out there might not know what a birth session is. Can okay. you explain the proper way and the do's and don'ts of, um, for a newbie who's trying to get into this and wants to, wants to start trying the birth sessions? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, first and foremost, don't whisper, do not whisper because if anybody in the room is whispering, it's going to be misconstrued as an EVP. You're almost better off just talking in your normal voice. So that way, when whoever's listening back or when you're listening back, you know that was either, you know, Tom or Joe or Jane or whoever. So, so never whisper. Uh, secondly, people usually go out to eat. Before, I know my team, we usually go out and we get something to eat before we investigate. And, um, stomachs gurgle food gets processed um so if your stomach makes a noise just say 
hey, my stomach, because that'll get picked up as a demon every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened to me. Of course, right. Of course it did. Of course it, did. it happens all the time. So, so you definitely want to call that stuff out. Um, you want to run two recorders. Because like I said, um, the EVP, the voice will only get imprinted on one of them. And um, like I said, just keep it to two minutes and play them back. And that's, it's, it's really as simple as that. It's really as simple as that. Well, I definitely want to play the one that says your name. And there's a reason for that. So a lot of times I, I realize that a lot of times, um, you know, a spirit will pick up somebody's name just because you say it in the building or somebody else in the investigation will say your name. Um, what's happened to me a couple of times, I go by CL. I never go by my first name to anyone. And I've gotten some EVPs where it's saying my, my first name, which is very weird. It's like, okay, well, how did they know my name? Is this a, a spirit guide or a spirit that I've communicated in the past that know me? I don't know. But I don't know. How does it make you feel to, I've heard so many mixed things about this with spirits calling out a particular person in, in an investigation. And you have one here that says your name. What's your general feeling about it? I love it. I love it. I love hearing my name. I, I, that particular EVP came from uh, the Clinton train tunnel. It's an abandoned uh, train tunnel in, in mass. And for whatever reason, that tunnel is just a virtual gold mine for electronic voice phenomenon. And there was a point in time, uh, me and some of my teammates, we were going there every single, if the weather was nice, we would go into the Clinton train tunnel. And we just got into a habit of introducing ourselves every single time we arrived at the tunnel hi it's so they joe got to know you. they got to know us yeah 100 percent. Well, that's so interesting yeah so, okay i'm going to play that oh you can hear that plain as day hi joe hi joe <laughs> all right so we've gotten some other ones here um Go suck. Should I play that one? No, don't play that. <laughs> don't play. That's the. That's a bad one. Um, that's so a bad we one. It, that. So that one is. So we. I mean, we we kind of had a little bit of a discussion when I sent you the EVPs. Um, a lot of times you'll get some really derogatory remarks that. Um, you know, for me, I wonder why I'm getting them only because I'm not being rude. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just asking questions and why a spirit would want to say something vulgar back to me like that is beyond me. But I now I actually get a kick out of it when I hear something like that. Uh, but no, for the sake of your audience, I, I, I don't think we should play that one. Um, but if you want to play the mom one, that's a good example of a of a of a child. Okay, I'll play that one. I'm kind of sad about not playing the the other one now. It's up to you, it's CL. It's your show, not mine. That's I'm gonna leave it up to you. <laughs> Let's 
So I'm going to play that one more time. Oh, you can hear it at the very end. That's like heart wrenching. Yeah. It is. It's almost as totally if they're asking, is. "Mom, are you there?" That's it. It sounds like there's a question mark at the at the end of it. And there's just one three letter word, but it's the way it's said. It just sounds yeah, like it's it's, it's, the, it's the emotion behind it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when you start getting EVPs that are threatening, I get those sometimes. Um, I've gotten a few that have told me um, I've gotten the um, I'm going to kill you EVPs. I've gotten all kinds of weird stuff. Um, we're not human. All you know, just mean stuff. Mm. Um, it looks like you've got quite a few of these too. Mm -hmm. Like, let's cut her. Is that a threat or was that? What, what's going on with that one? So Let's Cutter was on the USS Salem. Um, so there's actually two parts to that story. Um, we were on the USS Salem. That's a, a battleship. Uh, never saw our action, but it did uh, provide rescue when um, there was a massive um, earthquake in Greece. So there are definitely child spirits on that ship because they were, it was part of the rescue mission. Um, very, very powerful EVPs, uh, we, we gather, uh, we, for this particular one, let's cut her. We were on the ship. We were in the surgery room of the ship and I just initially in the first session, I just asked who was the chief of surgery and we got an EVP clear as day saying me McVeigh. So that EVP is on there in the list I gave you. So Should I play uh, that one real quick? Yeah, play that one real quick because it sets up the next one. Okay, let's play that real quick and then we'll play the other one. Yep, you can hear it at the very end, McVeigh. Yeah, McVeigh, yeah. So then what happens? So six months later, we were doing a, another investigation of the ship. We were again in the surgery room, and this time um, one of the girls on the team decided to get up on the actual operating table, like lie on the operating table. And her twin sister uh, decided to put on one of the doctor smocks and grab one of the tools to just try and simulate um, like a surgery taking place. And um, I just asked, um, hey, Dr. McVeigh, you know, what do you think about this? And then I said, you know, what type of anesthesia should we use? And you just hear a response, let's cut her. Oh, goodness. I am not a qualified doctor. 
Yeah, you hear it really faint at the very end. Let's see here. It's at so that there was actually keep keep going on that. It's near the end. It's after I ask about anesthesia. But there was an EVP before that. I'm gonna just play the whole thing. Yeah. I heard it that time. Yeah, that was a good one. And it, it like I said, it followed up with the scenario, you know. We, we, we get a lot of EVPs mm -hmm. on that uh, on that. So when you get these I, EVPs. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I, I think there's something about the, um, the, the because the ship is all metal. You know, you're in a big echo chamber. And I, I think that for whatever reason, that has something to do with why, like, typically when we're on that ship doing EVP sessions, we almost always come away with really good EVPs. Well, those are some definitely good ones. Whenever you do get to threatening ones and you hear those come out on your birth sessions or in, in, in um, on your EVPs when you're doing the investigation, do you ever get concerned that somebody might get hurt? There's always a concern. I, I, I've I've never seen anybody get hurt. Uh, we've never had anybody get hurt. Uh, the worst that's happened is, um, you know, I've seen team I've seen teammates get scratched before, and it just and that wasn't during an EVP session. That was just walking through the location. Um, so I mean, the concern's always there. Uh, fortunately. You know, none of the threats uh, have ever been followed through. So we're, we're happy about that. Got it. So, Joe, we are, can you believe we're at the end of the hour already? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. I know. I know. <laughs> this was fun. Um, where can the audience find you? So we're on Facebook, uh, Paranormal New England. Just look up our Facebook page, Paranormal New England. And a lot of the uh, small EVP clips are out on the Facebook page. We have a website, www.paranormalnewengland.com. That's probably the best because all the links to our social media is on there. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, Paranormal underscore New England. And that's where they can find us. Do you have any upcoming projects like Paracons or anything like that? I have one with you coming up. With me? <laughs> Are we supposed to go somewhere? Were we supposed um, to do something? I know we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, nothing. We have a few. We have a few local things coming up the first of the year. Uh, we have nothing for the remainder of the year. Every, everybody's. We had a long year, and we're just looking to enjoy the holidays with our family. Oh, it's been an active year. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Totally. So we do have a couple of minutes. I want to ask you kind of a personal question. After 
after your life in, in paranormal and listening to all of these spirits talking and are you convinced now that there's a life after death? hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm, I'm Roman Catholic. So I always believed in it, but this has just furthered my belief. It's really solidified it totally. Has it changed you at all in your faith or, or as a spiritual person in any way? Um, I definitely want to be the best person I can. That's for sure. Not that I was a bad person prior, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, when the time comes, I, I want to be happy and not be swearing at people <laughs> when I'm over there. <laughs> you know, you brought up a good point too. You know, you look at EVPs like this and you see the angry ones, you see the ones that are just absolutely in despair. Uh, you kind of wonder how did they get in that place? You know, and was there some kind of physical healing that they could have done on themselves to move out of these situations? I don't know. Do you want to comment on that? that that's a whole other subject we could spend an hour on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that they're stuck somewhere. That, that I'm going to go on record as saying that they're not exactly the end game of where they're supposed to be. But it's not like a demonic stuck right? It's more like a, like a mental state. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to progress, you know, that that's my take on it. And again, that's a whole other subject, but. Got it. So before we go, we do have a couple of minutes. Um, Is there another EVP you want to play? That's like, we haven't played that's on here. uh, We talked about get out getting get out a lot. So if you want to play the get out one, that's probably a good one to close the night with. Okay. Let's see. There's two of them. There's the pH get out and then there's the get out, get out. Just the reg, just the one get out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that one's very low, but it's there. Yeah. Sounds like a female. Hmm. Whale, Joe? Try the, try. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you want to try the other? I wasn't aware there were two get outs. You want to try the other one? Because the one I was thinking of is... is a is a male's voice. I'm trying Let's to see, see what list what list you have. Unfortunately, I lost it. Oh, okay. okay. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But but like you said, we do get get out quite often. It's just astounding, and and then some of the language that you hear and. Just a whole phenomenal. It's, it's definitely my favorite aspect of the paranormal. Same here. Joe, thank, thank you so much for being a guest tonight and sharing some of the evidence. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. You've been listening to The Gateway, your portal to the unexplained, the mystical, and the otherworldly, broadcasted live from United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. 
I have some great guests coming up in the next few weeks to discuss what this show is supposed to be about, spirit communication. So stay tuned until next time.